ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight. I gave up and doing the air tonight. Nothing good ever comes on wasting breath. Round and round on the floor I wept. I ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight. Gave up and doing the air tonight. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. I wonder every hour things are getting more sour. I ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight. Gave up and doing the air tonight. Everything's wrong, everything stinks. Only thing they broke in Hallelujah is the kitchen sink. I ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight I gave up and doing the air tonight If I hear those words one more time Go sit very still and scream in my mind I ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight I gave up and doing the air tonight Everything's wrong, everything stinks The only thing that broke a hallelujah is the kitchen sink Well, well, here we are once well, again, well, once again Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Smith Talk, re- talk Relationship Get it right, Talks it right. Relationship Talks. <laughs> talk relationship. Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Smith talk relationship. Talk relationship. Hey, English is my second language. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm witnessing the dynamics here. The dynamics. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We are. Uh, we're hanging out today. Yeah, we're, we're hanging, hanging out. out today at Motoro Brewing. Yeah, Motoro Brewing in uh, South Loop of Chicago. Uh, very good place to get a good beer and uh, hang out with some friends and uh, play some board games or you know do a lot of things and also. To see the incredible This Is Your Brain on Beer comedy show. Yeah. That's, uh, it happens June here. June 16th. June 16th. Well, it happens every month. Every month. So they also knows? have blues. They also have blues as well. Yeah. Blues is every Thursday. So yeah. that's, uh, mm. that's a thing to check out. Uh, check out our website, MrMrsSmithComedy.com, and you'll see some info on our shows and what dates they're going to be. And check out the uh, Motoro uh Website as yep. well, motorobrewing.com, I believe. Com. That's right. That's uh, right. I may be mistaken, but you can Google it. Um, <laughs> so we're hanging out, just hanging out, chilling. Uh, and uh, like I said, uh, previous episode, um, that Mr. and Mr. Smith relationship, talk relationships as uh, about relationships. It's about relationships, but it's not just about you know men and women. It's about with their relationship problems. with yourself. Relationship with yourself. With your car. With your car. With your life. With your, with your life, career. With uh, your beer. Yeah, with your beer. With your uh, ping pong table. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, sounds good. It sounds good, right? So, yeah. so we're we're uh, so we're kind of revamping the show a little bit, you know, and just ex- 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 expanding our horizons. We don't want right. to like just be under the bubble of talking about relationships and yeah. getting stuck in that. But uh, um, today we have a special guest. A special guest out today. Uh, so introduce yourself. My name is Ada Jen. Ada Jen. Ada no. Jen. So, yes. so what is it Chang or? J- well, the, the correct pronouncement, the correct uh, is actually Jen. But Zheng. I know most of the Americans would pronounce it as Jen. So how do, you, how, do you, how do you spell that? C-H-E-N-G. And it should be Jen. Oh, Jen. Yeah. Oh, and I say Chang. <laughs> but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. So, right. So uh, Ada, she's so she's like, oh, I'm just Ada Chang. No, no. Yeah. She's a storyteller, a professor with a PhD, uh, and she also has a one woman show, and she's also written a book. All right. So, well, you right. told her story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you anymore, Ada. Right. So I know. It's done. Now. It's done. That's right. it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself. I mean, because we, you know, we have an audience and they don't know who you right. are. So right. let them know who you are. Okay. So my name is Ada Jen, and I'm a professor turned storytelling and storyteller and performing artist. Um, I taught at DePaul for 15 years uh, before I 
quit my teaching position to pursue theater and performance full time. I taught uh, in the Department of Sociology and I taught subjects on gender, sex, sexuality, masculinity, immigration, all kinds of subjects. And so I have been telling story, performing for about two years, starting in January 2016. Oh, almost nice. two years, yeah. And I can't remember how I met. We uh, met. At oh yes, we met at an audition for Stir Friday. Uh, okay. That uh, that was very early on. I think in 2016 we were auditioning. Yeah, for Stir Friday night yes, is a yes, all Asian yes, improv, improv yes. sketch. Uh, and yes, and, and I just started doing improv, but she's like way advanced. You guys are way advanced than I am. No, I'm advanced. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. All right, good. You're just here to tell me yeah, that Ada, yeah. I'm advanced. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. No, no, I just started, so I recognized that. Okay. And I just started, but we hit it off. Yeah, we hit it off. We just, yeah. I was like, man, she's so funny. I gotta, <laughs> I want her to be my friend. And yeah. and you know what? Guess what? Neither one of us made it. <laughs> but we both are funny. We're um, both funny, yeah. and yeah, we're still performing. Yeah. And yeah, because yeah. of well, that. I mean, that's part of that's whole that's part of the whole process. You know, yes. you, yeah. you have yes. your talents, and sometimes you go. You know, it may not be that they don't recognize it, but sometimes they need somebody yeah. who uh, they need, you know. Yeah. So you just yeah. keep on trying. You keep on doing your own thing. But I, I do see, though, I, I think one thing is that, you know, sometimes you can have, um, you can be funny, you have your sense of humor, but that sense of humor is very different from the commonly recognized right, sense yeah. of humor. Yes. Yeah. So uh, when you are putting an improv team or putting a group together, you're trying to find commonality. Right. Yeah. So I can kind of see, you know, looking back or looking at myself, that sometimes I don't necessarily fit into a group. Right. Um, and it has nothing to do with, you know, our, the quality of work that we put out. Right. But yeah. it has something to do with we're unique. Right. And Plus it is, it, we just can't quite fit. And so, and the, chemistry the w- also. Right. And yeah. so, the way is to do it, uh, to produce our own thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's how Mr. and Mrs. Smith comedy started. We, yeah. you know, we, we, we do shows and stuff. And, and, and then we thought, well, why just wait for people to call us or see right. us? And let's just start out, let's take our own right. career in our own hands and just do our own thing. So, we right. started our, you know, shows and we started doing our videos and right. podcasts and stuff. And it's we're still being creative because we like being creative, right, and that's what right, yeah. that's what creative people do is create, right. you know, the art of things. And, and so, why wait for acknowledgement from Someone somebody else. else? You know, and just do your own thing. Yeah. Somebody, the thing is, I, I heard somebody say, uh, "Do what you love, and eventually somebody will notice." You know, right. because when you love doing something, you'll keep doing it and you get better at it. Right. And eventually, somebody's going to notice you. Now, right. you don't do it for the intent to be noticed, but you do it because you love doing that. You know? Right, right. So Absolutely. I mean, you have been very successful. I mean, the two of you produce a lot of different things. And, but, you know, throughout, I, and I recognized that very early on when I started out. I mean, I started out doing uh, stand-up storytelling, improv, all, mm-hmm. all three. Um, and I will go to audition for uh, improv. And, and then I will see, well, most of us are very similar, right? You, you, you will see a couple of people kind of, a, they will stand out. Right. But most of us are very similar in terms of quality or ability. And then you, you wonder, well, how did they pick? Right. Eventually, how did they make that decision? And, and I have seen, well, not necessarily what I think was the best people. Exactly, right? yeah. And so, and, and I do see that when people put on shows or put p- group together, 
they have their own consideration, and especially with improv, it has something to do. It has a lot to do with the shared frame of reference. Right. 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 And so, if you have more commonalities with others, mm -hmm. uh, there's more of a likelihood that you can pick, get picked. I mean, there are other factors as well. Um, so for me, you know, when I was doing audition, and, and I recognized right from the start that it, it has less to do with me as a performer, has a lot to do with, with, the, what's group. with yeah. the group. Yeah. And so, so for me, it's, it never hurt my ego. And what I also know is then the thing to do is don't wait for opportunities. Yeah. You create your own yeah. opportunities. You create your own opportunities. Yeah. You, um, you know, I, I have always been very aggressive about uh, getting on shows, telling stories, and then um, and now producing my own shows. Right. So that has always been my philosophy is uh, create your own platform, right? Right. create so your own space. So let's get to, uh, uh, so you, you have a, I mean, a really broad educational background. What made you decide to say like, you know what, I don't want to go that path. Uh, I'm going to just start telling stories. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I taught at DePaul for 15 years. Right. And, and I was... Uh, and I what was were you teaching at DePaul? Uh, sociology. Okay. I taught uh, sex, sexuality, masculinity, gender, immigration, all kinds of topics. Okay. And I was good. I was a good teacher. I really enjoyed it. Um, but at some point, I got really bored. I was just absolutely bored mm -hmm. with, um, you know, I find the um, the organizational culture was way too confining for me, mm -hmm. and I wasn't growing as a person. And, and when you're in academia, you speak in a language that right. is uh, only rec you know, that <laughs> understood, by the uh, right. understood by the few, right? Uh -huh. You speak in a very elitist language. Um, and I was absolutely just bored with it. And even though I can change books, you know, I can teach different kind of subjects, mm -hmm. I will still be in, at a university teaching students. And at some point, I just got bored. And one morning, and this is a real story, 2015 August, I woke up and I thought to myself, I think I would do better as a stand-up comedian. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. Nice. And why did I think that? Because right before I went to bed, I was looking through YouTube, um, uh -huh. looking for stand-up clips uh, for my intro classes. Okay. Uh, when I taught uh, undergraduate students how we use stand-up clips, to, um, and, and the truth is, I really do believe stand-up comedians provide some excellent and poignant critiques of mm. our social issues, yeah. great critiques, much more accessible than a lot of scholars could. Right. And so I would oftentimes use stand-up clips to, as a way to promote, uh, provoke discussion, mm. right? And I would show it to class and I would say, what do you think? What's going on? Do you agree with the, the argument or the, the, uh, the critiques? And, and so right before I went to bed, I was literally looking through YouTube, trying to find um, comedians and clips and about gender, about race, about sexuality mm -hmm. um, that I could use for my class. Right. And so, so, so I woke up and I thought, I think I should become a stand-up comedian. <laughs> and I immediately went online to Second City and I signed up for improv class. Oh, nice. Oh, and nice. that was how I entered the world the of world. comedy. Right. So and I loved it. What were some of, the, some of the clips you were showing your students? <laughs> oh. You know, one in particular is one was uh, 
probably two years ago, I would be happy to mention his name, and you, you probably know what you are. Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby. No, actually, Louis C.K. Oh, Louis C.K., okay. Same thing. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, two years, a lot has changed. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock, I mean, and uh, and I also Margaret Cho, all these, but oh, Louis yeah. C.K. actually provided some, you know, at a time, uh, right. I didn't even know about all these stories that later came out about yeah. him, um, but he did some really interesting stuff yeah. um, for us to really think about gender relationship um, in a funny way, but, you know, I, I didn't always agree with him. Okay. But, but there's some interesting stuff for us to think about. Yeah. And I would show his uh, clips, uh, Margaret Cho, and just a lot of people that I like. Right. And, and but, yeah, no, it's a very different time. Yeah. Well, so what did your, one of your students, like the most memorable thing that, that, that your students um, they loved the stand-up. I mean, with students, is they especially with younger students, they want something visual. They mm. want something particularly, especially to sort of prov provoke uh, class discussions. You want something interesting. Uh, it can't be just out of uh, the text. Oh, it, right. It, right, and I, I tend to present something more controversial, something interesting, something funny, something thoughtful, so we can have something to engage, and then we can go deeper on the issue right. and to connect with the text that we, we were reading at the time. Um, but for class especially, it works for undergraduate students in particular. We just, I would just show a clip, we laughed about it, and then we'll go into, okay, how do we uh, unpack mm. uh, what's right. being resented here? And so stand-up comedy has was quite helpful in terms of when I was teaching, and so that no wonder that day I thought to myself, I think I can go into this <laughs> and right. to I be a stand-up so comedian. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. I, I I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were and I was talking about stand-up comedy, and uh, I was saying I was saying that comedy, like a lot of comedians say things that a lot of people think, uh -huh. you know, but and they're it, afraid but they're to afraid say to say it. And we put it in a certain way where it's funny, you yes. know. Like Bernie Mac would say things, disarming. That, yeah, that you, yes. would, you know, and it's, and then be, you being a, a sociology professor, right. that's kind of saying something, you know, right. like how people think and how people react to certain other things, right. and 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 you know, you and can you can probably go out there and say something about somebody or something or a situation that's going on, and people will be like, yeah, whatever, you know, but then, or they might be reserved to right. like saying like, well, I don't know, but then. If I say something funny about it, or if I make fun of it, poke fun of it, right. and you'll be like, "Yeah, that's right." You know, you right. kind of agree more because right. it's all in fun. You know, right. quote unquote, I guess. You know, and especially in a in a classroom where you do want students to feel safe, right, right, right. to discuss, no matter where where they are in terms of their thinking. Yeah. The last thing is that you don't want students to just hold their thought in their head. Mm -hmm. You actually want to engage them in their thinking, right? Right. And so you do want them to articulate what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. and, and I find uh, stand-up comedy a really good way because it's the word I use, disarming. Mm -hmm. You may agree or disagree, but that laughter disarms you in some way right right and and then you can okay laugh about it and then we can have some you know more serious conversation yeah uh, through that laughter um, and and 
and so that's a good way for undergraduate students in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't use it for graduate students, but for undergraduate students, it, especially students who are restless, they're hyperactive. What's the really difference between a, a grad and an undergrad that you would say you wouldn't do that? Undergraduate students, um, I would say... They're taking the class for credit. <laughs> <laughs> they tend, I mean, in some way, for graduate students, I mean, they're uh, older. I mean, they come to class because they know that's what they want, okay. right? Right. They know they come to this program as a graduate student. So they're serious, really serious about their they're studying. They're focused on what they're they're focused. And when you ask them to read, they most of them read. Mm -hmm. So when they come to class, you're supposed to engage in the discussion of the materials. Okay. For undergraduate students, these are mostly young, particularly they say freshmen, sophomore students, wow. 18, seven, 18, 19. They're oftentimes restless, they're distracted, they've got so many things going on in their life. In some way, when they come to class, they are not necessarily prepared, right? Uh, but oftentimes, they want to be entertained. And, and I don't necessarily want to entertain them, but I do want to capture their attention because yeah. the last thing what I want them to want to do is to bore them, right? right? So I know with undergraduate students, you, you can't lecture for an hour. You just can't. <laughs> and you have to really, <laughs> you can't, right? And some of the, the, the lectures when I was going to college, uh, it was two hours long. Oh, gosh, you can't. I fell asleep I mean, one time. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, I do know, for example, 20 minutes is the attention span, yeah. right? So I do know, well, in my head, every 20 minutes, I do different things. Mm -hmm. So oh, nice. 20 minutes, I might talk for 20 minutes, that's it. 20 minutes, I will do some physical activity. Mm -hmm. Or 20 minutes, I will show a visual. It can be a documentary. Uh, I find documentaries and video clips are very helpful because when you watch things, you, you get a direct impact as opposed to when people just lecturing. Right. And so every 20 minutes, I try to switch different activities to just keep their attention. Mm. And so with undergraduate students, with younger crowd, um, you need to keep them engaged. Um, all the time. So you do need to find different ways of doing it. And so, um, you know, videos, documentaries, or ways that I, I used to engage them. Okay, so That's hearing all that, I mean, you're a stand-up comic already, being just a professor in sociology, because stand-up comedy, you gotta keep the audience engaged. Yeah. And, and, and then you're talking about drunk audience, Usually, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah. You know, drunk audience, and they, they, not, you know, they, they, they want, oh, make me laugh, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. they have this attitude. I pay money, so you gotta yeah, make you me got laugh. To, yeah. And so, you have all the uh, basically the tools. the tools to just get out there. And True. So I can see how you basically turned into uh, a, a performer, being like, well, you know, I, I got, I, I know how to do this. In you know, handle like a crowd. Yeah, uh, audience. That that really helps. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think, and also it, it helps me de develop thick skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if people don't listen to you, if people don't laugh, I'm like, okay, you know, or if people, um, but I do have to say, it's hard, you know, being a stand-up comedian is that um, the, the two of you are doing this for a long time, and and you know, there's always that pressure. You have to entertain people. You have to, yeah, you know, make them laugh. And I think that you know, constant punchline. Um, it, it, it was a little bit of a turn off for me. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I, did, I did it for, for a while in the beginning, and I, later on I decided, 
um, uh, the reason I, I finally decided <laughs> that I had to focus on one thing, right? right? Storytelling was I went to bars for four minutes of uh, I time, right? Open mics? Yes, open mics. We ran to each other. We ran to each other. And what do you do at a bar? You drink. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I will become an alcoholic faster. Oh, yeah. I've seen it happen. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and it, I thought so to myself, yeah. let me focus on one thing. Let me do storytelling first. And then I will move to stand up comedy later. Right. If, if you decide to. Yeah, yeah, if I decide to. Knowing I, what you've seen. <laughs> but it was, I, I remember I just I went to bar and just for, I wait for. Four like minutes. Yeah, you, you wait like two hours, two hours, two hours just to get your four minutes. Four minutes, and I had to sit there and listening to horrible uh, yeah, sets after horrible sets. Yeah, jokes, and it, it was hard. I, I mean, I would come like so the the open <laughs> mic would start at eight. Mm. I would be there at six. I know. The first one, I was like, now I got here at six. I'm in I and know. I'm out. Yeah, I uh, I I uh, basically after a while I started picking the open mics that I would go to and then, you know I knew there was certain ones that I liked right. and enjoyed and it was, I knew there were certain ones that I can like CIC comedy uh, chemically imbalanced theater yeah. so I really I like get one because yeah. it's only 14 comics get up right, or right. you know and, and uh, I, I'd be bummed out sometimes when I don't get on the list Yeah. but you know you go in there and you got your number you don't have to wait all night you can leave right. immediately if you don't get picked Right. Um, you know and there are other mics that I like to go to that that I know that we're gonna be in and out, and that's it. Right. And I, I, I'm not sitting in the bar, Logan Square. Oh, yeah. you know, all night yeah. waiting for I, two hours. I, I last time I went to an open mic, uh, it was in a Mexican restaurant, and I got there, and it, <laughs> and it was packed. Oh, I mean, packed, okay. and it's people laughing and cracking up and blah blah. And so I get down there, I put it on the list, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a fun night. I haven't been out, I haven't been out in a minute, and then I, you know, sitting there, I got, I got some jokes. I, I always try these jokes. You know, it seems like it's gonna be fun. Two hours later, there's like three people in the bar <gasps> left because everybody that went up left. left. And, uh -huh. and so at that point, I'm like, I, I'm already exhausted. You know, I right. don't have any tired. energy. I'm yeah. tired. Right, right. I don't want to tell my jokes. I, I wanted to leave. And right. uh, uh, I think Sandra Ross showed up, and that's the only reason I stayed because she was going to do her set. And I said, oh, I'll hang out, you know, whatever. Right. And bombed terribly because there's nobody there. There's nobody there. there. Yeah. It was just the host. Yep. Sandrell and some guys that came to see one guy who was left too, and, right. and, and uh, that was it. And, and then, you know, it, it's like, why am I here? You yep. Know? Yep. So, so I I recognize that because I remember I was sit there. You, you, I remember yeah. you two will, will come and leave, and I I will sit there, um, and then I will wait until because I find it. Gosh, I don't know if I feel comfortable just leave. Right. And then I would sit there, and I, it was really hard to yeah. listen. Um, and you, you don't to pay attention. Like, yeah, yeah. like, and I nobody is li nobody was listening. Nobody to listened me. to nobody, you. Yeah. 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 And that was a terrible place. And and so after a few tries, I realized that I can't continue to do that. Yeah. So I end up just booking myself on shows where, like improv show, they have solo time. Right. And I will book myself for ten minutes, and I'll just do my set there. Okay. And I find that might be a much easier way for me to improve myself. Mm -hmm. um, and, and instead of that four minutes and trying to wait for a long time and get on that four minutes, um, yeah, I didn't find it very helpful at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, I so mean, people, people that quit. Yeah. And they're funny. And it's like, yeah. I can't take it. Or they just became oh, yeah, alcoholic. It was really, and it like, was, it's uh, a very, uh, and you know, even the, 
patrons. Sometimes at the restaurants, patrons didn't want to listen to you. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. didn't. Like, they were this? there to like, they were there to eat, yeah. and they nobody was listening to anybody. I, I remember uh, one time when I first started. I first started out. Uh, Leia hooked me up, and we went to it. We did a show in Naperville, and this was like the Bulls were playing. I think it was a Bulls oh. game. And they were in the finals or something. I can't remember. I don't know if it was the Bulls, but it was like some final game. They were in the playoffs or something. And nobody was paying attention to the yeah. comics. Everybody was watching the game. Yeah. And I'm like up there talking. Yep. I Nobody's. mean, Leia can handle a throughout. You know, she, she can be there with yeah, yeah. two bums. And then she's like, ah. And they start like paying attention to her. But I was just starting off and I'm talking and nobody's paying attention. Right. And then it gets to you. You know, you sit oh, there yeah, and you're yeah. like, you wow, thinking. nobody really cares what I'm doing right, right. now. You know? <laughs> Nobody loves me. Right. Yeah, and it's right. uh, it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough cookie to eat, you know. And, right. and, and you basically, as you learn and you grow, right, you realize that, like you said, like you have to create your own yes thing, you know. Yes. And you have to like know like what open mics to pick. Let me start my own show. Right. I, I'll or get start better. Your open mic. Let me start my yes. own open mic. Right. You know. Right. Let me do these things because it's. I'm gonna try to do things that are gonna help me grow, not yes. things that I'm gonna make sit there depress. and make you depress and, <laughs> yes. and, yeah. Yeah. and the alcoholic, yeah. you know. Yeah. So and like what you're doing, I mean, I know you you create this. Uh, you started out with open mic, right? You create your own open mic, no? Or no, we, uh, we 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 go to open mics and then you start we started your own creating show. our. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. we broke comics and we was like, you know what? Why don't we just do our own thing? And, uh, and so we right. and so yeah. we started doing uh, yeah. the showcase. Yeah, it was a comedy showcase, and then. Yeah. And that was really good, you yeah. know. And then uh, I believe we started. Uh, we, we became known a little bit, so so then we started doing our podcast. Some, yeah. A friend of ours asked us to do uh, a podcast, and and then we started this podcast, and then we started doing other, you know yeah. other stuff. So then we started doing our own, you know, this is your brain on beer, and started doing shooting videos and stuff. So I, I think you just have to create your own things and you know yes. what one somebody will see you one yes. day you know because yes. like you, you here's the thing like sometimes we wait for people to call but when they call what do you have to offer you, so you have to be ready so you yeah. have to be ready and yeah. and so if you create and you keep creating things um somebody will notice and they'll be yes. like oh so what do you do so, oh look at my website look at my right, youtube page right. you know i have all these things oh right, this guy right. is good or these, these people are good right, you know right Post your pictures like I can do banks too. Right, right, yeah. Storytelling yeah. at the bank. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so how? To you, what's the difference between storytelling and stand up? Not not just going open mics, but right. You know, I know st uh, stand up is set up and punchline, but storytelling yeah. is taking everybody through a whole journey. A whole yeah. journey. I, and I, you know, this is my observation. Um, it, it, when I sort of stand up comedians and then storytellers, um, actually a very different crowd in yeah. a sense. Yeah. But they were dealing with some very similar subjects. Okay. Right? Yes. Um, but the interesting part is that uh, storytellers is that y you confront your vulnerability mm -hmm. right there on stage. Uh, but for stand-up comedians, you ca you have to process your materials. Uh, you have to laugh at it. Right. right. You, you have to. Uh, so the, the 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 comedy is is really how you process that material. But for storytellers, uh, is you, you directly deal with that vulnerability mm. right there without going through any other kinds of filters. Right. right? So, so you, like you don't yeah. you, you don't need to laugh at yourself, right? You don't need to do that. If you're sad, you're sad. If you're mad, you're mad. 
just right there, and if you and, and you deal with your own vulnerability, and that vulnerability is raw, just yeah. you know, it's naked right there, and you, but you don't you don't need to laugh at yourself, mm. um, and that's really the for me is that difference. Very personal it, too, right? Like, yeah. So you will see, you know, a lot of the it's for me is both groups are dealing tackle with some very similar topics. Mm-hmm. But the way they deal with it is is just very different. Yeah. And so for me, as so storytellers, we generally don't go through use that filter, right? That comedy to filter through, to filter our materials. Okay. It's simply we present it. At least the way I do it is that um, if it's a funny story, I would tell it's funny. If it's a sad story, then I would tell it as a sad story. Because my goal is to t- take people on. On that journey, and right. however, whatever emotions I'm feeling, and the audience members are going to feel that emotion. And of course, not every storyteller uh, deal with their materials that way. There are some storytellers who will always tell their stories funny, mm. and I don't. I mean, it, uh, the way I experienced <laughs> things, I would tell my stories the way it should be yeah. told. The way it should, it should be, be told. told. Yeah. Right. And so that's how I tell people is that. Tell the stories the way serves that serves the story yeah. the way that from, serves uh, you. Right, right. So for me, when when I did storytelling, like uh, at one point, like I, I did, uh, I started crying on stage because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was like you know a sad but funny story. Right. But it was all coming from my heart, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it's all natural. And I'm like, I'm gonna if I have to cry. Yeah. And if, if I feel like crying at the right. moment, then I will. Right. I, yeah. I, mean, I, I love uh, storytelling. I just yeah. like kind of fell into it, you right. know, without knowing I was, uh, somebody invited me and I said, okay, I can tell a story. And right. then like, boom, right. like, man, I love it. Everyone's clapping all the time. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and they don't judge you. They're like, right. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I like listening to it. Um, I've never done storytelling. Um, Never? No. Ah. Uh, What's the reason? I mean, I don't know. I don't think anybody cares. That's the thing. Well, not not, not anybody cares, but I think maybe I'm overthinking it too much. And then then I'm thinking, well, I can tell you a story in like two minutes, you know? And then how do I take a story that I find that's interesting and take you for like 10 minutes or whatever amount of time that you have to go through that story? You know, like I have stories that are funny. Uh-huh. I have stories that are maybe sad or stories, you know, that are whatever, but we, it's we like I can take, tell you. We need to take him. <laughs> is, is it really the length that's, that's, that's an issue, do you think? Is it what? Is it a, when you say it's two minutes, I mean, is that you the do comedy, you have done more than like close to 10 minutes of materials, I'm assuming? No, 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 no. I mean, so it's like, say, I mean, I got a story about uh Waking up one morning and, and I'm smelling something really good in the kitchen cooking, and a mm-hmm. friend of mine's girlfriend was cooking, and so she's basically she's basically you know I thought she was making scrambled eggs, and, then she, and she's like just scrambling something and it smells really good, and there's ham and onions in it, right, and I'm like right. man it smells so good, right? And I uh, approach her and I say hey what, what are you cooking? And she's like well I'm making scrambled eggs, and I'm saying eggs what what do they look like that? And and she's like I don't know it's those carton eggs it was in the fridge. And, and then, so she's she's a Spanish-speaking person, so she doesn't okay. really understand English. And so I was like, eggs in the cart? What are you talking about? She said, yeah, they're in the fridge. And I go in the fridge, and it's eggnog. <laughs> so she's, <laughs> she's, she's stirring eggnog with ham and, oh, and onions. Okay. You know, and that was a funny story. Uh-huh. But, you know, how long can you prolong that story? Well, you, you can start off, like, oh. how you woke up, and then you the, describe the day. 
uh, the yeah. sun. Well, I wrote a blog about it, and, yeah. I, and the blog was pretty extensive. Right, right. Um, so I'm, th- I'm guessing it would be something like that. Right, but, yeah. right. But yeah. And then you, you also add, like, you know, from the beginning that uh, we have a, a visitor coming from Puerto Rico, my, my you know. And, like, when you're, you're talking to her, you talk to her in Spanish and you translate in English, that kind of extends the story. Because people are like, oh, what did they say? And there's, like, Spanish-speaking people that may understand what you're saying. And they, to them, like, oh, I get it, you know? Yeah. And the other thing is, I think, with uh, storytelling, I, people tend to forget, you don't need to tell your whole life story. Right. right. So, for example, um, this is a story uh, uh, describing a, a, a series of incidents, right? A lot of it, the devil is in the detail, hmm. right? So mm-hmm. how do I take you on a journey? Is For example, uh, today, uh, Ramon, Leia, and I were sitting at a brewery. Ramon is white, wearing a white T-shirt, short sleeves. His 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 hand is now putting, resting his his chin on his hand. Leia, on the other hand, is wearing a green shirt, uh, short skirt, long hair, and they are looking at each other lovingly, but from time to time they snap at each other. So for example, you see what I mean? So especially like a book. Right, so in that sense, um, how do you take people on the journey? It's not just to say, oh, this is point one, and then I'm taking you to point B. How do you take people from point A to point B? That's the art. Oh, so basically, have them visualize. Yeah, painting a picture. Right, You, you help them. You put them in the scene. You put okay. them in where they are. You take them. How do you take people on that journey? How do you say, feel the fear, right? How, right. how do you make things funny? Is you put them in the scene and describe things that are funny, right? Okay. You can't just say it's funny, but then you have to. How how do you describe, describe the it? funny? You have to say yeah. the the. Oh, the, the walls with rocks and the lights and the clothing paper and the smell, right? Mm-hmm. So all the, the, the devil yeah. is in detail. You describe all these things. So they you put them in the scene, and that's how okay. they feel it. So if it's funny, then they feel that funny. If it's sad, if it's they feel it. And that's how you put them in the scene. Okay. So, so basically, yeah. like stand-up comedy, you cut all the fat, cut all the details, yeah, yeah. straight and to you're it. Right. Yes, you're right. And, and then with storytelling, with you, storytelling just let it go. you just let yeah, it go. You, you and and, and the audience, they they love it. Like that's why I love it because it's like, well, for I think for for stand-up comics, it's I'm not saying it's easier, you know. Um, but it's actually not easy at all. It's, it's more com- yeah. comfortable for, for, for me. It's more, I, I, feel, I feel more comfortable in the storytelling audience mm-hmm. because I feel like no matter what I say, they're going to love me. But with stand-up... I also uh, mean that's a good story, though. <laughs> <laughs> True, but, but, but it, it, it's not... It's about how you feel. How you feel... And they, they, they feel it. You know, it's like dogs can smell fear. If you feel sad and you're telling your story, they start to feel sad. So they're riding the waves with you. I mean, I understand. I mean, I think uh, for a stand-up crowd is that the way they are entertained is they say you ha- they have to laugh, right? Through right. laughter. Right. For a storytelling crowd is that they can be entertained through many different ways. Right. There's However, no pressure yeah. of yeah. making them laugh or right. cry. No, right. You're just out there telling, right. bearing right. yourself. Good, but it has to be a good story. Yeah, it has to be a good story. You, you can't, you know... Th- even if it's a funny story, if it's not a good story, it's still yeah. not a good story. So like, um, well, I tell you yeah. a story about that day I found a dime <laughs> on the street. You know, <laughs> 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 <Exactly>. <laughs> the thing is, I, I do use 
uh, sort of stand up, uh, you know, the the comedic techniques in my story, right. like punchline. I do do that, but it's driven by the materials, right? right? right. It's that driven by the the, 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 the beat that of when, the story. when when the situations are funny, it mm. would be funny, but. Uh, the comedy itself doesn't drive it. It's really my experiences that mm-hmm. drive it. Right. I've noticed that when I've listened to the moth, uh, I've noticed that sometimes, even if the story is sad, sometimes they have a little comedic yeah. in there. And I and I'm like, I know these people didn't write that. I, right. So they got writers to help them formulate their story in a better way to tell it. You know, because I mean I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm, I'm assuming by listening to the way they they tell the story. I, I think usually I, I just assume that storytellers will write their own stories. Yeah. Oh, no, no, not that they yeah. didn't write their story, but but you work on their but story. They workshop, wrote, they, yes. So, so like, yeah. say somebody, the, the producer of the moth would be like, okay, well, you know, that's funny. Let's let's, let's uh, accent that. You know, right. so so when you say that, you right. know, say yeah. Uh, or, and, or pause. And, and or I bought right. ten thousand mouse traps. You know, right, and everybody right. like, oh, <laughs> ha ha ha. You know. You kind of you kind of along the way you learn the different techniques to make a story, right? Uh, you know, a better story or a, um, whatever effect that you want to achieve. So right. you, you learn different things to make it work. Yeah. yeah. So you learn how to tell a better story. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll try it one day. Yeah. No, you, you you love it. I guarantee <laughs> you. <laughs> What's your reservation? <laughs> right. No, I have no reservation. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll figure out a story to tell, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, you have story. <laughs> I just got to find a story that I think that, you know, I got to find a story that I, I think I want to share and, and be vulnerable or funny uh, about, you know. So like, I have some stories, you know, but maybe there would be a story, maybe people cry or something. Or, right, right. You know, so I'll, I'll figure one out, and then I'll, right. I'll prepare I, I, for it. The way I started with, with my story, actually, it was, I was... I would just sit and it's on my, my head and I start writing bullet points. Mm. Like, this is it, you know, coming to America, this part, this part. Mm. But I hate to say I didn't write it. It was all in my head. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not like I, I didn't think about it. I would just sit there and then tell it to myself. Right. What story? And I was like, ooh, that didn't sound right. So I would tell myself right. the same story and then like, no, add this part and this part. Right. Like bullet right. points. So an hour before I started writing my bullet points, and his mom was in town, and she was like, uh, uh, "Are you getting ready?" It's like, "Yeah." So she went in another room, and I just did my thing. Uh, but I had a piece of paper, right. but I said, "I don't want to be unprofessional." Right. So I left it, right. and I said, "Leia, you know it." I was nervous. You know it. Right. By heart, this happened to you. It's all in your head. You can do it. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, Different uh, people have different ways of handling, uh, sort of handling the materials and and sort of create stories. I know some storytellers don't write mm-hmm. at all. I mean, they work their stories in their head. Um, I do write my stories mainly because I, at some point, I want to publish. Yeah. So, you know, so every story I write, um, and I also know. I mean, sometimes writing does add very different things. Mm. Um, so, so the way I work is I usually write all my story and then I practice at home. 
um, to deliver it. And, and I do know that there are some storytellers simply work their stories in their head, which is not easy to do. Um, but I, I tend to simply, because I usually want to preserve a record so yeah. for publication. I, I need to be more like you. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's much easier for me to, uh, you know, to go back to revise. I also believe in sort of revising stories several times just until, because it takes some time to really figure out how yeah. to structure it, how I, to tell it. Yeah. I tell her the same thing all the time. Like I, I write my jokes down. Oh, okay. She doesn't write her jokes down. Oh. She'll write like a couple of jokes and she'll like, you know, I have a books, two books of jokes that I wrote down. And the reason I write them down is because like you said, I can go yep. back and revise them. Yes. I can add things to them. I know what it is. So like in your mind, you think you're going to remember stuff. It's there, but it's you're not gone. that good. Yeah. You know, uh, you write it down. I can go back and say, okay, you know what would be funny if I added this to this joke? Right. Or if I think of a new joke, oh, that goes well with this joke. How right. do I put it in that joke? And it's going to be, you know, something. And like you said, with your story, one time you might tell it and it's like, well, you, you might recollect something else. And then right. it's like, okay, well, let me add this to the story as well. Right. From now on. Let me cut this yes. out. <laughs> yes. Actually, I, I wrote all my jokes because he told me. Right. And then I can go back. It's like A, B, C, so all it's, my jokes. It's a book. A good practice. Also, I mean, I always have publication publishing yeah. in mind because mm -hmm. it's just my, You're right. my yeah, especially yeah. storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Story. At, at some point, I do want to publish. Whether right, um, and that's you know what better way to see your own growth from yeah. uh, from. I mean, because I look at stuff that I have and I'm like, yeah. oh man, that was horrible. Yeah. But even though I can still take that stuff that was maybe horrible and like try to rework it, rework yeah, it, and yeah, like, yeah. do something Absolutely. better about it. So Absolutely. So so I find. Um, I always have publishing in mind, so I always preserve a record of my story. Okay. And then um, I also know what I know is uh, sort of the rhythm is that stories, you know, it's not like I tell stories. Stories will let me know when they want to be told. Right. 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 So I always say, so you, so I always sort of keep a record, so I know at this point in time, these are the kinds of stories that I'm telling at that time. And then I can see an, an evolution of stories that are coming that are coming out of me. Right. 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 And sometimes and you can you can read the audience too. Yes. Like yeah. you know, I don't want to do this story, but I have this other story that I right. already have. Yeah. You can do yeah. So so these are just you know people work very differently. Right. And, and for me, it's whatever works for you. Right. Um, yeah. It works. Yeah. So we have to wrap up pretty soon. Okay. Uh, what is your, uh, you say you did a one-woman show? Uh, two two one-woman show. Okay, and, it, and it's based on the stories or? Yes, there. these are, so my first one is uh, uh, not quite Asian-American by law, Asian women by desire. And the second one is breaking rules and broken hearts, loving across borders. And so these are uh, storytelling, but the second show really is a mesh between storytelling and theater. Um, I add song effects and music, and it's more of a theatrical performance. Okay. Nice. Yep. And do you have any shows coming up soon? or? I'm actually leaving town. I'm going to take my second solo show to San Francisco. So I'll be performing at the Exit Theater in San Francisco on July 9th, uh, Saturday, July 9th. And then, uh, and then I'm going to uh, New York, uh, United uh, United. Um, 
solo theater festival in October. So I'll be oh, performing nice. my nice. second solo show there as well. Yeah. So these are my two main events for oh, my sweet. solo performance. So if you listen to our podcast in San Francisco, check her out. Yes. Uh, yes. If you're in yeah. New York in October, uh, in October and you listen yeah. to this podcast. Yeah. Do you have check a website? Yes, uh, www.renegadeadagen.com. Renegade. Renegade. Adagen. Adagen. A D A C H E N G. All right. So to Americans, Cheng. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to to Asians, Jen. Yeah. You can check out our website, https slash four slash www dot. Mr. Mr. Mrs. Smith comedy. Thanks for coming out and oh, hanging yeah, out with us. Thank you so us. much for yeah. inviting me. Yeah. <laughs> she was schooling you without you knowing. <laughs> I didn't. No, no, she was, no it was good. It yeah. was good because you're, you're teaching because there's other people that's like, oh, that's how you tell a story. Because they might think, oh, yeah, I can tell a story. And I'm like, uh, of course, you, everyone can tell a story. Yeah, everyone yeah, can, everybody tell can tell a story, but everybody can't tell a story. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. A I'm real just story. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for doing it. Um, uh, we're about to eat some jerk chicken. Jerk chicken <laughs> next door, yeah. And we want to thank Motorola Brewing. Yeah, for, thank Motorola Brewing for letting us yeah. hang out here and uh, do some podcasts. Uh, maybe we'll do some more in the future. Hang yeah. out here. Yeah. Uh, it's a good time. It's a good atmosphere. It's a little loud, but it's fine, yeah, right? Yeah, it's good to have somebody. It's like it's like it's like we were on uh, MSNBC in in the pit, you know, report, right? Everybody's everybody's back there yelling, sell, uh, sell, sell. <laughs> Bye, bye, bye. You know, uh, I like it being outside of the room. So oh, better than your own. Well, yeah, room. I mean, it's yeah. good to be out a little bit, you know. Yeah. I mean, our room is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but but, <laughs> but, uh, but, it's, but it's good to be, like, out, you know, yeah, a little bit. I bet. And, yeah, I bet. Atmosphere is different. Um, so. Uh, thank you so much, thank Ada. Thank you so much, yeah. Jen. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I really yes. appreciate and it. We'll, Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll uh, see you. Oh, and you're gonna love Chinatown in San Francisco. It's the best. Oh yeah, the uh, the, the best. How do you know she's gonna go to Chinatown? Uh, uh, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what? She might. She might not. She's probably like, ah, tighter going to every Chinatown every time. Every place I go is a Chinatown. No, I gotta go there. San Francisco Chinatown is it's the best. It's good. The best, yeah. better than New York. I love it. I've never been to the one in New York, so I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It's not as big, cause you know, we're San Francisco's closer to China, so. <laughs> Oh, oh, no, this gosh. is true. That's some tr- that's no, 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 this is true. So, listen, when they first immigrated... <laughs> Even she's laughing at that No, when, when Chinese people first immigrated, immigrated in the West Coast. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. They were building the railroads, and this is true. All right. It's true. See, she knows it's his, historically, that's why there's a lot of people. Why is there so many Polish people in Chicago? It's closer to Poland, but there's not a lot in the West Coast. So why did they start by New York then? Uh, the rent's too high. They first did it, like you know, back in the days when they got off the boat. Oh, Italians. Boats? Yeah, they got off the boat because there was no, you know, like back in uh, Ellis right. Island days. All right, all right. Let's let's, uh, let's get out of here right before you drown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, Ada, thank you for hanging out. Thank you. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I ain't gonna argue. I ain't gonna fight. I gave up doing here the night. If I hear those words one more time, don't sit very still and scream in my mind. I ain't gonna.
wrong, you ain't gonna find out. Never I'm losing the other night. Everything's wrong, everything stinks. The only thing that broke a hallelujah is the kitchen sink.